Welcome to The Dow Factor. I'm your host, Lisa Yu. I'm a tech investor, entrepreneur, and speaker that got into crypto in 2017. This podcast will cover crypto, DAOs, Web3 communities, and the key leaders behind them. For those who are new to DAOs, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization that's taking the world by storm. Today, I'm super excited to introduce to you our guest, Nico Farah founder of Fashion Dow, a group of Web3 fashion experts looking to support the adoption of Web3 tech in the industry and collaboration and co-creation amongst the community. Their mission is to create an organic community and to unlock potential as they come together to bring fashion into Web3. First off, Nico, thank you for joining the podcast. What are you the most passionate about and what motivates you to wake up every day? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I'm actually very passionate about empowering others to unlock their potentials, like you mentioned. Um, So in the form of DAO or just on a day-to-day basis, you know, I'm doing that by hiring, you know, amazing talents, especially women and minorities to, you know, just my friends and family, empowering them and uplifting them. Amazing. I love that. You're like in service of others. And uh, what do you, what inspired you to start Fashion Down in the first place? So I'm a metaverse creator and technologist. And um, as I was building this beautiful, aesthetically pleasing environments, like you see behind me, for fashion uh, retailers and brands, I organically created a community on Twitter by hosting Twitter spaces, educating and onboarding a lot of digital fashion designers and fashion experts and enthusiasts into Web3. And I realized that, you know, this amazing community has a lot of potentials and, um, you know, what's better than putting this into a structure, a Web3 structure that could, you know, take this to another level. Twitter is great, but it's not enough. So we wanted to continue this uh, collaboration, co-creations offline and um, give it some structure. I love that. And tell me more about like your experience in building these metaverse experiences, right? Like I know that a lot of people are interested in the metaverse. So in your words, can you explain what it is and your involvement in this world? Sure. So there's so many definitions of metaverse. Um, The way I look at it is more an enhanced version of the internet as we know of. So rather than experiencing it in a 2D version, And now we will be able to do it more 3D and immersive. Um, So kind of best of both worlds. You still have the convenience of being on the internet at the comfort of your home or office. But at the same time, you will have the immersive experience um, and feel of uh, being in the physical location with others. Um, And we all crave the human connection. And as our lives are getting busier and, you know, more automated, we need a better, more efficient type of connection as well. So in terms of like retailers and brands, we are empowering them to create the metaverse presence. A lot of times this creation of metaverse presence is not as easy. You need to hire a lot of different types of developers and experts. And you also need to be very clear on uh, what type of um, adoption you want to take. So we help with all of those from the beginning, the strategy, understanding the why, to um, all the way from creating and you know designing um, this, this these environments 
to educating uh, their end users and customers to be onboarded to these environments. As you're building Fashion Dow, you know, what are some of the, the values and core tenets of your Dow? Sure. Values are very important because all DAOs are, are basically just a group of people that come together and they share the same values and purposes. What we did is, you know, I basically started by just telling the story of like what I think this um, community can do and then organically attracted a lot of amazing folks. And then when we had this community, we pulled from them what they think those values are, mm. what they have in common. And we also wanted to understand, like, how do they prioritize these values? Because as we are early in this DAO space, um, there are times that we have to kind of prioritize or compromise on certain um, aspects of our you know, values. Um, just because the toolings are not perfect, the partnerships are not great, people are still figuring it out. So through that poll, we realized that transparency, diversity and inclusion and accountability are the th top three values for our community. And from those, we are actually figuring a lot of things out from like what our brand persona is, um, who are we targeting at this point, who are we partnering, what type of tools are we choosing? So these values really set the tone for everything we do. Got it. I love that. It's so important to have that core set of values, especially as a DAO. You know, it's a decentralized organization. So there's a reason to gather. Um, there's not just the interests, but the values have to both align. I've, I've spoken about this um, at many events where you know, it's that conversion of interests and values. And that really strengthens the bonds of the community. Absolutely. That's awesome. And what, what's your background in fashion? How did you know that this was going to work? Like what gaps did you see in the industry and you know, how are you looking to solve it? Sure. Um, so I have been a fashion lover all my life, even though I was an engineer and it doesn't seem like, you know, as engineers, you can dress up as much. <laughs> so when I started my own companies, I basically focused a lot into using my tech backgrounds and connections to solve for challenges in the fashion industry. And as you know, one of the biggest challenges uh, is the return. And um, with the returns kind of harming the planet, uh, for me, this was a big deal. I'm a vegan and, you know, very caring about the environment and my impact. Since then, I basically started working on tools, software solutions that could solve for returns, not only their you know, causing harm for the planet. They're just very disturbing for everyone to begin with, very inefficient. Yeah, I've been uh, building virtual try-on solutions, uh, size recommendations, style recommendation. Through those building processes, I also educated myself. I, you know, I became a stylist, certified stylist. I, I did everything I could to get into, uh, get myself familiar with those type of industries and then kind of building connections and trying to hear from those actual retailers and fashion consumers what they really want to see. And, you know, those really helped us to also, as these retailers and brands were looking into virtual stores and more immersive experiences with the pandemic, that we actually kind of realized that we have to also step into the metaverse. And that's how I got to um, build what we are building because I realized a lot of these metaverse creators um, at the time 
were not really looking into these industries and um, they were building it mostly for a different target audience. And also, I think it comes from our subconscious biases. A lot of these creators being from a certain demographic, they didn't necessarily have the same of interest or understanding of what fashion consumers or brands want to see. Mm. Um, so that's how um, we realized that it has to really feel real. It has to be beautiful. It has to you know, be appealing to this um, audience. And also it has to be very seamless um, and frictionless. Otherwise, you know, people will not really use it. So that's kind of like how we are, we are creating these environments that um, Web3 or these new technologies are not even being seen. They are in the background. You, you're just experiencing the results and, you know, just an enhanced experience for the user rather than uh, the tool being shown as the first step. I love that you were able to marry your experience in tech and your passion for sustainability and your interest in passion and create this entire experience. I actually spoke about this at um, an NFT conference. I did a talk about the metaverse and how it would disrupt e-commerce and precisely what you talked about, like the returns back and forth is very damaging for the environment. You're, you're paying shipping costs twice and the user doesn't get the item. So you just wasted two rounds of shipping and didn't get what you wanted. So that to me is a really big problem, you know, for, for the, for the, for the, for the planet. And yeah. so, yes, I love the whole virtual trying on clothes in a virtual environment. You have your avatar that size to your proportions. So, you know, it fits. And you can see how it looks in a forest at, in the daytime, in the nighttime, right? If you're trying on a swimsuit, you can just change your background to a pool to see how you'll look at in the actual environment that you'll wear the piece of clothing in. So I think this is just the future of shopping. And I'm so excited that you're able to bring your skills, your expertise, and your interests all together. And that sounds so fun that you get to run this down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think... A lot of people think like there's free shipping, like, you know, it's never free. Not free. <laughs> it's not free to the planet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, it's going to come back to us. It's going to come back to us, anything negative that we are doing to the environment. Um, and there are also like other people that are in this chain being impacted by this. Um, mm -hmm. So the other aspects of like, I see Web3 can really help the uh, fashion industry in addition to like general supply chain, you know, like sustainability, it's also yeah. supply chain transparency. We have a lot of that challenge uh, within fashion industry, you know, the labor, child labor, and all those things that we see in Southeast Asia. So it's very important to like use these blockchain technologies, provide more transparency to our audience, and just, you know, inform them into what's happening and to build more trust and also collaborate and co-create with the users. Mm -hmm. uh, we no longer have to see them as a consumer only. We can also have them yeah, kind of generate ideas with us. Tell us what they're looking for. That's right. another way we can bring efficiency into the fashion industry rather than just mass creating a lot of mass producing a lot of products that may or may not be sold yeah. <laughs> and you know, have to kind of dump them into landfills again. That's really thoughtful that you're thinking on behalf of the whole industry, how you can improve it 
You know, so this this is a question that I ask all the all the women um, leaders. You know, as a woman in Web three, you know, what challenges have you faced, and how do you plan to empower the next generation of women getting into Web three? Absolutely, I actually started my entrepreneurship journey because I realized there is not enough voice for women in tech, and I was being discriminated and sometimes harassed just because I was the only female engineer. And so wow. um, I wanted to change this. I wanted to change the narrative. I wanted to change the industry mm -hmm. and um, wanted to start my own companies to be able to empower other women to not experience what I experienced. So that was the goal. And the other challenges that I realized after starting my own company was, again, getting discriminated for fundraising situations or oh, wow. sometimes like, you know, partnership opportunities, again, mm -hmm. being a woman, you know, woman of color um, or an immigrant, it wasn't so helpful in those situations. And yeah. obviously it needs to change and I'm working hard to change this, but it's not an easy path in order to break this glass ceiling. We have to, you know, pave the path for others. We have to go through a lot of ups and downs um, and I'm experiencing that every day and I'm working hard to, you know, to push away these boundaries and um, hopefully one day I will be sitting on the other side of the table and be able to provide these opportunities for other women like myself. Yeah, well, you're, you're taking the step like of courage to be the example, to start the company, to start the DAO, to lead the movement. And, you know, that's super inspiring to hear that, you know, rather than getting knocked down multiple times, I think, you know, we, we could go on about, you know, my personal journey is very similar to yours, you know, just we experience discrimination, especially in fundraising, right? Like less than 3% of venture capital goes to women. And we have to keep kind of fighting for or the seat at the table. Um, so it is it is an uphill battle sometimes, but you know, that's not gonna deter us or make us give up. Like we're, if anything, it makes us try harder. It makes us work harder. And and because we're inspired not to climb to the top ourselves, but so that we can open the doors for other women as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not an easy path. But I know, exactly. I, I, I feel you and I completely understand. And I'm here to support you too. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm an immigrant. So I have gone through so many challenges just, you know, getting where I am, you know, moved to the US eight years ago, because I wanted to change the narrative, my destiny and yeah, again, paint the path for others to make it easier for others to be able to grow their potentials and unlock their potentials. But yeah, this is not new to me. So I keep yeah. doing this until I have enough women that could be doing the same. Yes, for sure. And, you know, what do you think is the heart of building community, you know, behind, like beyond like the DAO and the structure and, you know, we'll explain more, you know, of what are the benefits of creating a DAO and raising money for the DAO. But, you know, beyond all of that, you know, it's all about the people and the genuine connections that we build with the tribe that we formed. And so kind of, what do you think is the, the kind of the secret sauce, like the heart behind building the, the community, especially the one that you've built? 
Yeah, I think um, communication and transparency are um, the core of everything. Mm -hmm. So one of my motivations other than, um, you know, just seeing the potential of this community was the fact that other DAOs in this space were not doing great. And I was hearing a lot of complaints from especially like fashion designers and creators that the existing DAOs in the space were not as transparent with them. They were not as decentralized and communicating. So those became again, my motivation to want to do something about it because most people just complain. Yeah. You're like, let's take action. <laughs> yes. And um, even though I was, you know, running two businesses in Web3 at the time and was kind of like overwhelmed like everybody else in this space, I was like, you know, this is a great timing for this industry and we have to do something about it. And I have to lead this to bring mm -hmm. people together and hopefully others will join to kind of help. And um, that's pretty much what happened. You know, I initiated this and told this story to so many people until, you know, people realized the importance of it and uh, got behind it. I'm, I'm so amazed and surprised by the amount of support I've received since then. Um, a lot of folks that I didn't think that they're coming from the fashion or would have, you know, necessarily passion or commitment for this. They actually turned out to be one of our many of our biggest supporters and contributors so it's just really really um kind of fulfilling and rewarding to see what people can do when they come together and you know just this, this is real power of the community and we have not i wouldn't necessarily call ourselves just the community anymore this is more like a family we actually bonded so much yeah. that we really personally know each other many of us we hang out, you know, offline and, uh, you know, know each other as like friends Amazing. and family. So this is really empowering just in just a few months. Yeah. And when did you launch the DAO? Three months ago, I would say, maybe a little bit. Oh, wow. That's, that's very recent. I've already seen you everywhere from NFT NYC to my other friends told me about you, which is why we're on the call today. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's just, you know, shows you how amazing this community is. Definitely. Well, I know some of the listeners want to learn more about the DAO and how it's structured and what are the benefits of running a DAO. So can you share kind of um, some of your experience of how it's structured? Um, what are some key benefits for DAO members, et cetera? Sure. Um, so DAOs are quite early in their you know lifetime so it's kind of like a year ago when we were with nfts mm -hmm. a lot of things are being figured out a lot of tools are being developed to make things more efficient and uh, more decentralized during this transition that we are in people have very different definitions and you know they see it very differently the way we see the fashion now is more of a supporting organization for the Web3 fashion community. We are not necessarily looking so much purely on the financial side of things, um, unlike many other DAOs that are very much focused into like, you know, putting money together to buy a project, to buy certain assets. We're not necessarily like that. We see this overall community as, you know, kind of like a CFTA for the metaverse. 
and so much more. So it could be some sort of like a community where you come to network, find others to collaborate and co-create with. It's also supporting in a sense that it empowers these individual members in terms of like personal and professional development. So we care about their mental health, physical health. We do all those sorts of things that will lead to empowerment of these members to be more successful in their journey. And then we also see it as even some sort of regulatory agency where we are using these amazing technologies. And, you know, let's say we're doing the supply chain transparency. We cannot expect the end user to necessarily read all the smart contracts to verify something is sustainable. How can we make that more efficient? How can we be a reliable source for them to um, validate this um, type of information? To even having like some sort of incubator where we can empower some of these projects. So there are so many different directions that yeah, um, like a fashion incubator. Yes, end to end, like from design to execution to supply chain distribution. Everything, um, as I said earlier, like we have folks from tech and you know finance to you know traditional fashion design to photography, like all aspects of things. Um, so that synergy that we are creating is just uh, you know like no other thing. And yeah, the other thing is like I don't believe into creating like a pure you know very clear roadmap for DAO because I wouldn't call that a DAO anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) because the community is constantly evolving and new members are being added and their opinions are, you know, matter so much and maybe as much as others. So I want this to be open-ended and flexible to the needs and wants of the community. So that's why we look at our goals and um, objectives in like quarterly format. Um, so within our different committees that we have, we define OKR keys and we go through those every quarter to make sure we're on track, we're accomplishing what we wanted to, uh, but we don't necessarily like set a five to 10 years plan when um, our communities are still evolving. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you. I feel like our culture is shifting from this like selfie culture of you know, like solo brands to more of a collaborative culture. And I really think that's the heart of Web3, right? Like how do we collaborate together? Um, How do we decentralize ownership? Have, you know, value co-creation where everyone has a voice, everyone has a vote. Absolutely. And I believe like this is going to take the fashion industry to the whole other level. Because for so long, we were just limited to these specific, you know, fashion houses and brands creating for their, on their own. Yes. And being very secretive about it. (laughs) You're right. Right? Um, So fashion houses working in a silo and Web3 is completely disrupting that in a decentralized fashion. Yeah. And this is just, um, you know, where the magic is going to happen. This is where Mm -hmm. you are empowering those indie designers and brands to come to this, you know, world and be so empowered. In addition, you have this traditional fashion houses now getting into Web3. Mm-hmm. Now, all of these kind of collaborating and co-creating, it's going to bring so much more value, so much more diversity and versatility to this industry. Yes, I love it. 
I love this. Yeah. Well, um, what are your long-term goals for the Dow? You know, now you, it's been three months, you got started, you, you already have, you know, a good number of people join. What are you looking to do in the future? Like, do you envision like fashion shows and runways in the metaverse? Are you looking to have like a decentralized fashion house? You know, what, what, are, what are some of your fun goals that you would like to share with the audience? Yeah, honestly, I would say it's not my choice <laughs> because it's, <laughs> yes. it's decentralized. Um, but some of those examples that I mentioned, like the incubator, you know, the regulation side of things to even like, again, tools and, you know, areas where we can empower these members and their businesses. Yes. So metaverse being one uh, way, very clear way of, um, you know, displaying and showcasing their work. And, you know, we did our first IRL events um, just before NFTMIC. Many, many ways like this that we could uplift this community and give them, you know, the attention that they deserve and having their voices heard. I think it's very, uh, very much aligned with our values and goals. And yeah, we'll see where the community wants to take this. I love it. In true decentralized fashion, you're like, well, the group will vote and we will decide as a collective. <laughs> yes, as long as you attract the, you know, good value people, then you can really sit back and just enjoy the journey. Yeah, I love that. And we're all on this journey together. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm super curious, you know, what's your inspiration? Like, what were some of your fashion icons growing up? And who, who are you following now? Who, who should we be kind of looking to like up and coming fashion designers and artists? Honestly, I'm just following our community. <laughs> like, uh -huh. uh, we have some of the best digital fashion designers in our community in the fashion now. So I'm very excited about, you know, what they're creating and, you know, uh, Definitely, I recommend uh, folks to check out the Fashion Dow and art designers. Um, they are, some of them are coming from the traditional fashion industry. Um, some just started, you know, by just being creative. And this is what's so empowering about digital fashion and Web3 fashion is that you don't necessarily need to go to fashion school or know how to sew or like any of those things. Mm. You don't need any fabric. You don't need any factories. Mm -hmm. you, you just need your computer to sit and design and your creativity yeah. and imagination. So that's how like I got into the, uh, in this industry. And I think this is so empowering. And um, you know, the future is so bright because we don't need those specific connections. We don't need those specific, you know, uh, requirements and we can just create. I love that. It's like a blank canvas for endless creation. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, how do people follow you? Uh, so you, you have a Twitter, so Fashion Dow on Twitter. It's the Fashion Dow and um, my personal Twitter is Nicofara underscore. Um, and on LinkedIn, I'm at Nico Farah, um, Instagram, Nico Farah underscore the fashion Dow is everywhere. Same thing. The fashion Dow. The fashion Dow. Yes. Great. Thank you. And um, what's your advice to people who are just getting into Web3 and deciding if they should start or join a Dow? 
Yeah, I think kind of like what I was saying in my NFT NYC talk, one of the best ways to get into the space is joining a DAO. And the reason is you are part of a community that will show you the path, that will handhold you during this education and onboarding, that will, um, you know, help you and support you with any questions you might have and during the ups and downs. You will realize you're not alone. You will realize everyone is overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good and it's normal and it's exciting to be part of this, you know, revolution at this time, at this day and time. And, you know, overall, I think I recommend people to realize what their whys are, recognize that, and then before going to build anything. I yeah. think businesses and brands are sometimes rushing into uh, launching something and uh, just for the sake of following the trends. Uh, but in reality is that, you know, uh, Web3 users understand, recognize who has really uh, been in this space for the ethos of this space yeah. or is here for, you know, cash grab and, you know, not necessarily following the ethos. Yeah, I love that you're ethos driven. Mm -hmm. And just a kind of a final note to the listeners, um, what is a personal quote or motto that you live by that, that inspires you? Sarah Blakely is uh, one of my role models, uh, founder of Spanx. She says, um, the more you experience, the more you can offer. Mm. I truly believe in that. <laughs> um, that's why I'm all I'm all for challenges and solving problems um, because that's when I can come back and um, provide value to others. I love that. Thank you. I love that you just want to share your experiences with the world and that you want to help elevate others. So Absolutely. I think definitely kindred spirits here. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your heart, sharing your talent and giving us a glimpse of the Fashion Dow. Um, I can't wait to see the Fashion Dow collection <laughs> sometime. I'm sure that will be birthed soon and uh, we can have a really fun fashion show runway in the metaverse. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. It was so nice chatting with you. So great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on season one of The Dow Factor. Follow The Dow Factor on Twitter and YouTube to watch videos of our podcast, where we'll be dropping a new video every week featuring key leaders of DAOs, community builders, and leaders in Web3.